0: you so much for retrieving me from the from the negative zone casey you really saved my necks
1: Ugh, no problem man uh, it was all thanks to five hundred dollars in google play gift cards i was able to retrieve you
0: thank you thank you so much for for dming those people on behalf of my safety i mean that really i think it made all the difference in the world
1: yeah i really do Thankfully, we can get back to, to, to talking about movies now that you're back, safe and sound.
0: Yeah. Whew. It would have been really awkward if we had to continue some kind of ongoing plot on our show, which right. we have no interest in doing whatsoever. We have,
1: that is so much work. Too much, too much. By the
0: way, how's your evil twin brother who lives in Germany like doing these days?
1: He's pretty good. He, uh, he got locked up for a while. I think he's out now, though. You know, skiing. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Just some kind of setup stuff. You know, yeah, like you, all that for kind. sure. For sure. Out of view, for sure. Out of view. Mm-hmm. Maybe just rumored, you know. I, who knows yeah. if it's true?
1: I mean, there are whispers, you know, in different places, but I don't really think it's anything to be worried about.
0: Spe- speaking of, of whispers... Mm-hmm. they're kind of like talking and sometimes talking can be on moving pictures too. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you catch any of those?
1: <laughs> that was a real dedication to that, that little, uh, <laughs> <laughs> turnaround there. It's um. like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but for <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: mouth sounds. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, dude, I, I, dude, I watched a bunch of stuff. Um, since we took a hiatus, oh, shit. you know, I've got, uh, several things but I'll, I'll quickly uh there's really only two things i really want to talk about um but Sorry, i will just
0: throw out those other things
1: yeah time. i'll throw out those uh i rewatched the spongebob squarepants movie um which is oh really good <laughs> as always it's
0: still so funny actually it is like, i i i hope that there's not any kind of um Camp of people who are like, oh, SpongeBob, the old stuff isn't as funny as you remember because, I mean, it genuinely 100% is like yeah. timeless.
1: <laughs> I agree, I agree. It's 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 very funny. Um, and then uh, I watched Jennifer's Body. Uh, I don't have too much to say on that that you already didn't say, um, but I will say uh, it is. Uh, it is really fun movie to watch like it's not like boring whatsoever like um no it's just really entertaining and uh yeah it's just fun Jennifer's body was fun
0: I agree I yeah. agree I concur uh,
1: I also watched uh, <laughs> the raid which is the raid redemption damn
0: i need to see that
1: bro it's crazy it is very very fucking crazy um, nonstop fucking violence, uh, and some really like, you know, kind of like cringe moments where you're like, Ooh, the, the dude died like that. That was, that was real cringe. Um, but, uh, the story isn't like the best. Really, you really come to this movie just to see the fight choreography, which it definitely does deliver like. The 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 action set pieces are are amazing, and it all takes place like in these like apartment rooms, um, which is crazy that it's as entertaining as it is. Um, so I highly recommend giving that a watch. Um,
0: like the like the dread uh, of uh, action movies. Yes. <laughs> Wait, this came out before Dread, though, right? <laughs>
1: uh, this was twenty eleven. Dread was two thousand
0: twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got it. You've nailed it. You've cracked the code. I've We don't need it. an American remake then, because we've already got Dread. Yeah,
1: but yeah, the Raid is just a, a much, much better Judge Dread. Um, oh, you don't
0: like Dread? Like, the 2012 one?
1: It's, it's okay. Like, the action's pretty good, but I, I will say, I think, just, I, I don't know. I think they're pretty on par. I think... The raid story is a little bit more simplistic than Judge. I think I like the the world building of Judge Dread more than I do of the raid. Like the raid's pretty cut and dry. But if I had to go back and watch action scenes from, I'd probably end up watching rewatching more from the raid. To be honest with you, right? Um, okay.
0: okay, but okay. yeah, Dread's
1: yeah Judge Dread's not not like you know a piece of shit or anything. But it's just like, you know, I don't know. I feel like the raid was, was better done, but. Um, for sure, for sure. Man. Yeah, hey,
0: I, w- I, w- <laughs> I was just mostly joking about it being on par. <laughs> oh yeah, well. but I do I do really like dread from what I remember. <laughs> so yeah. I was just clearing the record that right. we don't hate dread or anything, man.
1: Yeah, we want all the dread lovers to know that we're dread uh, we're tall dread tolerators.
0: Dread 2, Carl Urban, come back, baby.
1: Yeah, <laughs> love me some Carl Urban, um, and just a couple other movies that I watched, um. Before I get into like the two I really wanted to talk about, was uh, I watched Ghidorah, the three-headed monster, his first Godzilla appearance movie. That was really fun. Um, and on par is that, with... How uh, old was that? That was 1964.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: so the, yeah. the Showa era of Godzilla. Um, they're all on Criterion and HBO Max, by the way, if anybody's interested i had no
0: idea they were in criterion I, oh I, yeah i've seen them on hbo max from afar but you know, they, uh, they seem dense you know there's a lot of there's a lot of background there there is <laughs> <laughs> there
1: definitely is i was a little confused in this one but it was still like entertaining you know it's but yeah criterion collection has the entire show era of godzilla films on there and i think hbo max does as well um but s- damn, speaking of like monsters, I also watched Underwater with Kristen Stewart. Um, Never heard of it. Really? It came out in twenty twenty. It was kind of it kinda of flew under the radar. It was one of those like early January or February releases in twenty twenty. Hmm. Um surprisingly uh entertaining. Kristen Stewart is uh you know, well she's Kristen Stewart. I don't really think There's, like, not a whole lot about this movie that's just, like, totally, you know, surprising, I guess. Uh, I think uh, it's suspenseful. It is suspenseful. It's not boring. It's never boring. It's just, like, it's just pretty formulaic. Um, I was trying to think. There was something I did like about it. Uh, Now I can't. Oh, the death, the death, uh. The deaths, like, uh, it's it's kind of one of those ones where it's like, oh, you know, hunting down one by one. The death scenes are freaking great. They're uh, very gory and it's fun to watch. Um, but other than that, it brings Honestly, nothing that to it. The... can
0: really save... Yeah. That, yeah. Sorry, that can really save a horror movie, though. Like, if you can at least get some, like, great kills out of it. Like, I mean, that's the only yeah. reason people show up to, like, most slasher movies, you know, is just to see some good kills like that.
1: That's true. That's true um yeah they and it had some good ones it did have some good ones um but other than that i watched uh dark waters with mark ruffalo which was great uh that's crazy i won't spoil anything about that it's based on a true story um and we need to y'all need to watch that shit that is crazy shit crazy shit um it's, it's a good uh, – I saw a review that's a good addition to the uh, the they knew all along genre of like true story uh, biopics, I guess. It's not a biopic. It's just like a, uh, a retelling, some like conspiratorial okay. shit that turned out to be real, and it's uh, pretty bad, pretty bad. Um, and then I'm starting my uh, – planet of the apes uh marathon with i started with 1968's planet of the apes which i seen a little bit of about a year ago and just never like watched it fully and i finally sat down and watched all the way through and i fucking loved it and i cannot wait to watch the rest i'm a big planet of the apes fan so that's gonna be yeah, fun. sure
0: three and a half sure three and a half <laughs> well no, th- it's three
1: and, half. three and a half is like <laughs> Pretty pretty damn good on my rating scale. It is pretty good.
0: It's <laughs> I, I I need to rewatch it, but I have so much love for that original movie in my head, and mm-hmm. honestly, just like I I definitely blew up on on Planet of the Apes whenever those um uh whenever that sequel trilogy re- I don't I don't want to call trilogy. it sequel trilogy though because it's technically a prequel trilogy. Yeah, it's a prequel, but it's trilogy. better than that. Like I don't want to call it fucking prequels, even though that's what it is. I would say Matt it's Reeves like a reimagining, maybe. Especially, yeah, yeah, definitely a reimagining. But like, what's cool if you if you watch um, more of them, which you should, because they're fucking nuts. The second yeah. one's terrible, by the way. Beyond Planet of the Apes. Or, oh wait, um, beneath well, the Planet well, of the Apes. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, have you seen it yet?
1: I haven't watched it yet. No, I've only seen the first one.
0: We gotta have we gotta have a whole ass discussion about that okay Um, as soon as possible because i i've only seen that shit once and i i can still remember it really (laughs) vividly like that movie was bananas but like in a funny way (laughs) Um, right but like in a monkey way (laughs) 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 and then um oh so so sorry what i was gonna say is that caesar is actually like mentioned in those original planet of the apes movies and they kind of like talk about it for a second and it's so dope that they like brought that back with rise of the planet of the apes but i guess why i don't call it like um you know full-on prequel trilogy is what matt reeves did with dawn of the planet of the apes and war for the planet of the apes and yeah i just think those were so beyond the assignment you know <laughs> like, yeah for sure that dude really showed up and showed out yeah, that's. So that's. For
1: the Batman. Yeah, I was just about to say, that's what makes me really excited for the Batman, because Matt Reeves is fucking amazing. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is one of my favorite movies ever made. Like, that's a 10 out of 10 movie wow. for me. Um, and, like, the other two, like, Rise, as I know, is directed by somebody else, but it's still solid. And, and War for the Planet of the Apes is, of course, amazing as well. So, I can't wait to update uh, my journey as I go watching these films, because they are kind of like ape shit crazy ha <laughs> see what i did
0: there they're special man yeah they're special
1: but yeah what'd you watch
0: uh okay so most of what i watched we'll save for later baby if you know what i mean oh um, yeah i gotcha baby I, I don't know if anyone clicked on this video noticing the title or anything so <laughs> we'll just have to see yeah um so the first thing I watched uh was Chicago way back when before our little delay. Um and oh, yeah. Chicago's pretty good. I I've, I've always heard that it's like really overrated and I think the main reason for that is cuz it beat like 2 Towers and the Pianist for for best picture. And right. like, don't get me wrong, that's a travesty. Like <laughs> those are two <laughs> of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. And we've got like uh you know Hollywood's crack at um Fosse, which the thing about Chicago is that I think the director, Rob Marshall, is just like not very good. And I think that bogs down a lot of the other elements of the movie. Like he's just not a very good film director. And this is the guy who helmed um, the Into the Woods uh, musical version that came out in 2014. So he's just like very visually like uninspired and like does not know for his life, what to show with musical theater. Like there is a literal tap dance number where most of the ha- tapping is just a sound and you can't see it happening. Like they film Richard gears, like upper body and they like ch- cut back to like the gritty real life scene. And it's just like, you fucking just need to film the beat. That is all we need to see. Show the dancer doing his little tap dance. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, I I guess like Anyone who's seen the stage show Chicago This is a great rendition of it There's great actresses And Richard Gere really kills it And and John C. Riley, of all people Is a really wonderful um, Dramatic uh, Musical actor in this movie And he he really kills it too Um, It's it's just not that great um, From a directorial standpoint And um, Miramax Produced it, so I kind Mm -hmm. of feel like This has got Harvey Weinstein's like, oh, yeah, I'll approve of this because, you know, it does away with some of the gayer elements of it. Because, like, um, I mean, for instance, there's a character who was supposed to be played by a drag queen on the original show. And that was always a tradition. And so they've thrown out the drag queen for just a for just a woman. You know, Mm -hmm. there's just like little moments of erasure there that that reek of like Weinstein uh, meddling, I would say. I'd be very surprised if that wasn't the cause for it,
1: you right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's uh, well, that's upsetting. Um, but the Chicago is still on my watch list.
0: Yeah, you gotta. I I, w- I would definitely recommend it. I mean, even after all my shit just whining on Rob Marshall and the Weinstein's, like I had never seen this story before. So I I think it's a really great story, and it's got very cool. Um, I mean, choreography, even if you can't see it all the time, it's the original like 70s choreography that like Fosse did way back in the day. So it's like, you know, it's authentic. And I I think that's uh, really cool that they've captured that on screen. So for sure, go see Chicago. Just know that um, it is a little uh, overrated, like people Mm -hmm. say, you know, just gotcha shit. Sorry. Really had no business being in that best picture category, I guess. Right, right. Um,
1: yeah, Rob Marshall, man. he did On Stranger Tides as well, and that movie went way over budget and flopped and had no specific vision or direction and is probably not the worst Pirates, but the second worst Pirates movie.
0: <laughs> you think? Do you think, like, the... Uh, is On Stranger Tides the mermaid one, or is it yeah. the other one? That's it's the mermaid Okay. One. Yeah, so Javier Bardem one is the worst one, right? Like yes, that's is that, the is that
1: that's the consensus? The, that is the consensus. Yes, that one is the dog shit movie. On Stranger Tides is okay at best. Like the mermaid plot line is probably the best thing about the fucking movie, but yeah, it's still not sucker for
0: scary mermaids.
1: It's yeah, it's still not Gore Verbinski levels of of pirates, which is the golden standard. But you know.
0: Yeah, funny how right after we do that episode uh, that we did last time, mm-hmm. Gore Verbensky like blows up on film Twitter. Yeah, well, I that noticed that. The scene, too.
1: Yeah. I fucking love that scene.
0: That Yeah, oh, and the scene we're speaking of, if you haven't been on like film Twitter before. Oh, yeah. Because it's popped up there like a million times, but... It's uh that British officer, uh, British Navy guy, like, walking down the deck, and it's, like, the ship is being destroyed around him, and he's just walking down and it's in slow motion. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. One of the most beautiful visuals ever.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so good. And it was, I, I uh, the person, one of the tweets about it said, uh, back when expensive movies actually looked expensive, and I was like, bro, this is so fucking true like that looks expensive as fuck to film and to do like it's cool it's an awesome shot i think about it all the fucking time honestly (laughs) it follows you yeah it does
0: i um i also saw speaking of some of the most beautiful visuals of all time i found on film twitter too this cool little like just tasty little morsel it's like a <laughs> under um underrated like hidden gems mm-hmm. uh youtube channel that finds like anime films especially and mm-hmm. they dug up uh satoshi Kone who did perfect blue they dug up like a 40 minute space horror thing that he did in the 90s and it's fucking incredible. Like, literally my favorite piece of space horror I've seen since, like, Alien. It's wow. It's so... It's perfect. Like, um, it's just the right length. Uh, the animation is incredible. The soundtrack, which I was convinced was, like, you know, mostly just classic orchestral pieces, was actually a, a, an original score for this... 40 minute moving and it's amazing it's from the girl who did um i mean the woman who did uh cowboy bebop yoko kano so it makes sense because that's one of the most acclaimed anime soundtracks of all time and Interesting. um yeah it's just it's perfect it's called magnetic rose it's on youtube for free like i uh i can't recommend it enough it really blew me away
1: nice i might have to check it out and tell you why i hate it <laughs>
0: i'm kidding no okay i i think that you would like this one a lot more because the narrative is a bit more straightforward you know mm-hmm. um like i think you thought that was a little bit obnoxious about perfect Blue, the the cutting around and stuff yeah. uh yeah pretty much but you like the visuals right
1: yeah the visuals are great okay obviously like if, the if art style
0: if you need some fucking just awesome eye candy if nothing else uh, watch Mm -hmm. magnetic rose on youtube it's incredible um i also watched a movie that i've been meaning to watch forever because it's from the guy who did green room and murder party which are movies that i both like a lot um even though they're kind of deeply flawed he did a movie in 2014 though called blue ruin and this is is on my watch list yeah, yeah, it's been on my watch list forever, so I'm glad I finally fucking watched it, because holy shit, it's so good. Um, like, this is best outcome for a movie funded by a Kickstarter, too. Like, that's right. just incredible to me, also. Wow. Um, it's just a real, like, it, and, and and I mean real, like, it feels very grounded. Uh, it's a revenge tale, and it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, like i i'll just say like with jeremy Santer's movies uh he always writes and directs and his characters always make choices that like a lot of people will probably watch the movie and say oh that was a fucking stupid choice but what i love about it is it always feels remarkably like a human being would make decisions in real life like i feel like we definitely just make decisions that are bad sometimes especially when we're under stress and I feel like with all of his characters, I understand their decisions. And if it's a stupid decision, it's like he set that up, you know, by building this grounded narrative where, you know, his characters are humans who fuck up. And right. this movie's just incredible with that. There's so much tension. And, and that, that tension is um, then juxtaposed with just like long, like uncomfortable, like takes of silence, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, ooh, damn. Yeah, it's it's fucking awesome. I definitely nice. get around to it. If yeah, well, on watch list, like. I'm gonna
1: have to get around to it tonight, I think, because it leaves HBO Max tonight. <gasps> oh
0: yes, right after we end this, okay? Yeah. Okay, Blue Ruin. I'll right definitely away. catch it.
1: Yeah, it's a good thing I own the Planet of the Apes movies too, because those are leaving HBO Max today as well.
0: Really? Oh no, yeah. you hype me up though.
1: I know, I know. I have them though. If you wanna, if you have a DVD player. you want to borrow them
0: yeah it's called the playstation 4 casey okay yeah (laughs) i have an actual Um, dvd player dope i yeah i gotta get you panic room back bro oh yeah
1: no i got it finally yeah
0: okay yeah you still have the. that was a arc.
1: yeah you still have the parallax view i think though that's the one we'll watch it
0: tonight okay i promise i promise (laughs) Just it's okay. quit bugging me about it. <laughs> uh, have you even read Watchmen, you son of a bitch? <laughs> no. That's okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking of comic books, uh, well, not yet though. Not yet. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go fast. I'm going to go so fast. That's I okay. watched Fantastic Mister Fox and Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, I don't know why, we were just, I, oh, because we're watching Wes Anderson movies, Kennedy hasn't seen, and I've gotta say, these are both, like, con- top contenders for my favorite, like, right, uh, they they could steal it at any given point, and I need to see Zisu again, because it's been a bit, and I want to see if it holds up like I remember it, because maybe it, maybe it's, uh, maybe it wouldn't feel as charming as it used to, mm-hmm. to me, I don't know. Uh, let's find out sometime soon,
1: huh? Yeah, do Figure that shit out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll figure myself out, man. Don't you worry. Okay. You, do, you, you clean your own mess. You clean your own room, damn it. Fine. <laughs> Dang. Don't you bring that emotional shit to Mind Over Movies? <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: um, okay. Sorry, one more. One more Probably movie. Good.
0: Yeah. Um, this is related to our main topic, too. I rewatched Tim Burton's Batman. Um, yes goaded and yeah honestly goaded with the sauce for sure (laughs) (laughs) for sure goaded with the joker gas (laughs) Um, i just really enjoyed this movie um but definitely didn't love it as much as i remember loving it like this used to be a five star in my head like no brainer um And this time watching it, I think what impressed me the most was just, like, Burton's vision of Gotham and this character. Like, I really love how Gotham just has, like, these absurd, like, gargoyles and shit. And it looks so gothic. Like, I just love that. um, It's gothic as hell. the city. I I, I think it's my favorite take on the city of Gotham. Because Nolan's take is just very much, like, uh, Chicago- yeah. <laughs> like they, I mean they modeled
1: the it after New York and Chicago, like
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I like how in Batman Begins Nolan's vision for Gotham was like, um, CGI shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that monorail looks fucking awful. <laughs> we'll get there. I'm sorry. I'm jumping <laughs> ahead. Um it's hard not to compare Burton to what came after though, because in so many ways um this movie would probably be seen as like silly by modern audiences but at the time this was like the movie that brought legitimacy back to the character of batman that like undid all of the 60s shows like uh presumptions about the character being like inherently silly and like based in comedy like if you grew up in the 70s you probably laughed when you heard the name batman you know right this is and i mean it it took like a lot of comic books from alan moore and like frank miller to make that shit um change and and especially tim burton's batman coming out and being one of the most successful movies of all time at that time i I don't think it's box office number holds up as well but jack Mm -hmm. nicholson uh, man he got 60 million dollars for this movie 1989 money so like this would be probably one of the highest salaries for an actor ever, and I've got to say, speaking on Nicholson, like a lot of people say that oh, his Joker is actually comparable to Heath Ledger. I think it's um, <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I'm sure he like tried, you know, but like it does seem like he's phoning it in a little mm. bit. Like I, I, I don't think that Ledger and Nicholson are in the same conversation as. You know, like Ledger and Hamill. Like I think that's a yeah you know, legitimate Joker conversation. Or even fucking uh Phoenix. I don't know. Who else is a oh yeah, walking Phoenix, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I was <laughs> I wasn't gonna pull Joker out of my butt. We've never talked about that movie before and I don't know anything about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, is it just me or is it like getting um Joker out
1: Joker? Out It's getting, it's getting pretty kooky.
0: It's getting pretty Joker out there. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say about Burton's Batman right now, other than like, I, I think honestly it probably is better than Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises, but like, I think I enjoy those movies, well, Dark Knight Rises a little bit more, um, Mm -hmm. Because it just, like, feels more complete. Like, I don't know. The characters here need some work. Uh, I think also that it's a lot more blatantly sexist than I remember it being. <laughs> so, right. Whoops. Well. Like, that's a whole plot point.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, was it was it with Vicki Vale?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, with her, like, reporter co-worker, he's like... <laughs> her introduction to the movie is him going...
1: Ooh, look at those legs! <laughs> oh yeah, true.
0: <laughs> but honestly, Vicky Vale a better character than Rachel Dawes, and I stand by that. Yeah, and we'll talk well, about that.
1: Vicky Vance doesn't fucking Vicky Vance. I just said Vicky. Oh my god, that's Vicky Fallout Vance, Vegas. Wow, that's from this Fallout is New Vegas. For you. <laughs> just uh, delete
0: the podcast. Just take it off the web.
1: <laughs> what was her fucking name? I literally just forgot it. Kim
0: Bassinger, no, Vicky Vail? Nikki Vale, yeah, Vicky, Vicky Vale,
1: Vicky Vale,
0: fucking hell, Nikki Vale, where are you getting this from, Casey? <laughs> I don't are you having a stroke know. right now? Probably. What's your name? No.
1: <laughs> My name is Dylan Harbinger.
0: Okay. Okay. So he's not having a stroke. No. Um, <laughs> 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 We've <laughs> completely derailed this. <laughs> Well that's it Speaking for this week. Derailed. <laughs> you know? Christopher Nolan once derailed, he derailed Gotham City when making the Dark Knight. Um, that he did. That's the topic. <laughs> I've really derailed everything.
1: <laughs> Nolan derailed Batman.
0: Um, oh. Okay, there we go. That'll be Is the title. The Dark Knight trilogy overrated. Wait, yeah, your title's better but that could be an alternate title alternate and also title, yeah. the question that we're addressing yeah we're
1: we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break this down to its it's very simple components and we're gonna science the shit out of it and we're gonna come up with a clear definite answer for you viewers today uh, to the question is no one's trilogy overrated? Um, let's just get into this. no it's not That's Just remember cool. <laughs> it's objective. Yeah, yeah, um, it is objective. But, uh yeah, it's not. So we can just go ahead and end the episode here, Isaac, if you want to.
0: Okay, so, yeah, let's let just... Yeah, let's go way. ahead. Just, just kidding. kidding. Just kidding. We're back. Hey, we hey. like the jokes sometimes. What are, <laughs> What are we? Just a couple of Jokers 2019 up <laughs> A couple of Jokers
1: 2019.
0: Maybe we're like the Dark Knight Joker 2008, you know? Maybe so, maybe so, maybe so. Um... So yeah, I, I mean not to not to kill the suspense, but like this is a question that's asked a lot, but I think that people can kind of answer it for themselves. Um, no, but also yes. I don't know. That's how I feel about it, genuinely, okay. because because like I think that what attracts everyone to the Dark Knight trilogy is the Dark Knight. You know, that's, yeah and i mean that might be obvious because it's the way the trilogy is named but it's like that really is what drew everyone in cuz i mean when batman begins came out it was like a moderate success at the box office it only made like 300 million worldwide or something like that it was it was kind of crazy yeah. that it didn't you know it didn't like blow up like they were probably hoping but dark knight made like a billion dollars yeah at the box yeah. Office, which
1: is insane. yeah it made it, it it's it's got its spot somewhere on the on the you know most uh on the box office like the top most uh biggest what the fuck dude i am having a stroke what's the word uh one of the most uh, made, highest grossing it, highest grossing there it is jesus yeah, it's there it's, we go
0: oh my gosh <laughs>
1: it's in at least like the top 50 or whatever in that list somewhere and at, well, I'm sure at one point it was way higher you know but yeah
0: no Batman begins though didn't even make as much money as Batman from 1989 made so I guess yeah this really does show like maybe audience hesitancy um about the character of Batman coming back at the time yeah so I think I think this is why. Nolan's trilogy gets overhyped sometimes in my eyes is because people come back to The Dark Knight and they look at its credibility as like a legitimately like good movie and they apply it to Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins and like these kind of revisionist conversations but like The Dark Knight is the way it is because Batman Begins is kind of like a failed experiment of a reboot like didn't particularly gain like a lot of uh box office dollars to convince warner brothers that like batman was a safe investment like it kind of proved that people still thought of the character as a silly goofy george clooney type character and when he came back um i mean we still had a lot of silly shit going on in batman begins like the fucking scarecrow fear scenes and like all the one-liners and stuff and that Terrible fight cinematography Like I don't know I think I think like the Bat The Dark Knight Is a direct criticism Of Batman Begins And it's like We're trying to play it straight now
1: I mean would you You said it was kind of like A failed experiment I don't think it was Because I It still allowed him to Greenlight the Dark Knight And until Batman Begins came along Like yeah you're right We still have like the The weird scarecrow sequences um, but Scarecrow had never been. Scarecrow's like the perfect villain to to put in a Batman movie. If you wanna, if you wanna start like, if you wanna, if you wanna show audiences that Batman can be a serious, like you know, hero instead of like the goofy stuff we have from like the Detective Comics and like the old Batman show and even Burton's Batman. It still holds some of that. Like you were saying, like it still has some of its quirks but like batman begins was like very very fucking different like like from the get go it's it's different than every other piece of batman media we've gotten because it's uh, you start it out and it's like super realistic and it's super serious and scarecrow is like i mean he's like the he's it's scary it's like you know bordering on this like horror elements at some point actually batman begins uses a lot of like horror like elements to to start it off. I I think I I don't know, like I guess by any means something had to be right for Warner Brothers to to green light the second one, you know, cuz Yeah, three cuz I remember we had a conversation and Batman Begins was actually <clears throat> Sorry, bless me. Um <sighs> Batman Begins was actually a lot of money to make. Uh, and then it, you know only grossing mm-hmm. Let me look it up real quick. I'm curious.
0: Yeah, it's $150 million was the budget, and it grows oh, yeah, $370 so it, million.
1: Yeah, so reward. I mean, it's still like good numbers there, but like not as good as it could be, and, and definitely not as good as, you know, fucking The Dark Knight. Did.
0: Yeah. Well, I. Okay, so let me tell you, I don't think it's like different enough from the get go, though. Like. I think that a lot of people's criticism with Batman Begins is probably the fact that it dives into the origin story again. And, um, like, I don't think we need it at all. You know? Like, well, we I didn't think, even... uh, Huh?
1: I was going to say, I, I mean, what other Batman movie dived into his origin other, besides Batman Begins?
0: The original Batman dives into his origins, although they do save it. For later on in the movie, you know, to kind of right. reveal it as a twist that Jack Nicholson killed his.
1: She doesn't. She fucking dies, and like, I, I don't know. It's surprising to me that they killed her off, but it works well for the story. And like, it's 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 like the best. It's the best. If if a character had to get fridged, it's the best fridging of a character because it literally, it sets it sets like the last act in motion perfectly. And yeah, it may be a love triangle, but I mean, come on, like it's, it's yeah. pretty damn good in my opinion. I don't think there's, I don't think, I don't think, well, what would that care? What would she have done? What would she have done? The character of Rachel Dawes. What would she have Dawes. done? What would she have done? Well, that would have like, because she, Nolan made her up. Rachel Dawes is not any, in any of the comics. That She's doesn't just... mean
0: you don't like give her stuff to do. Like No, yeah, you I get that. Give her but stuff to do.
1: What what could she have done though?
0: Well, not much in the setup of this <laughs> plot. Like I just don't think that she was well incorporated into the plot other than to like die. And it is very telegraphed in this movie. And mm-hmm. I think that you know, It would have been more surprising maybe to see Harvey Dent die because you know that he's going to become Two-Face if you know anything about the comics. Right. So I think that's the safe choice is him living, her dying in that kind of situation. But also what I'm saying is like in the plot, there's not really a lot of room for her character as it is because it's a very dense plot. I mean, you've got mm-hmm. a Two-Face origin story here, the Joker's prominence, the end of the mob. Uh, I mean, Batman going through a lot of personal shit, too. His, his grief uh, mm-hmm. sesh, you know, his, yeah. his bro grief sesh and his gal grief sesh. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I mean, all of the scenes with Rachel, like, she, to um, this movie's credit, I think she gets more to do than she did in Batman Begins because she's, like, interrogating, like, well, she's just talking to mob people. And she like writes a letter or whatever, and she's like, "Give it to him when it's the right time." I think that's when they telegraph she's gonna die, um, and also just the way she talks, like, <laughs> "It's like mm, I know one day will be the right day for us. I just don't know if it'll ever come." <laughs> um, which I know sounds like maybe I'm not gonna die. I'm not saying that's blatant like telegraphing of her death. I just I do feel like they set it up though. I feel like expecting her death isn't all that crazy, because I I, Mm -hmm. I do think that there are some cliches that surround her death that maybe they weren't as cliched when The Dark Knight came out, but it's definitely hard to not call them cliches now. You know?
1: Right, yeah. I guess, I, I see what you're saying. Um... I don't know. I... I don't want to like say that you know she you know wouldn't have like that they couldn't have written her a better part, but i i just I just don't see you know how the movie could have reached the climax that it did if she would have lived. you know what I'm saying
0: yeah i like i know I, I'm not saying that she's not a plot device. You know like Mm -hmm. i think that's all she is though and i think that pretending like she's a character her or that her death is at all meaningful to the audience besides how the male characters react is is what i'm getting at essentially is like it's just a very ill disguised plot device and i don't think nolan had very much interest in building a character for her or for um martha wayne who like has maybe one or two lines in the original movie
1: yeah Um, no one's not the best at female characters in general though
0: that i guess that's just what i'm saying is like yeah his his he's got some very fundamental flaws in his movies that pop up and they're present in the dark knight too and i think another thing about this movie is that it's much more of a saw movie than people talk about like Almost every other scene is like another Saw situation. It's like, who are you gonna save from the bomb? You only have time to save one. Or, ooh hoo hoo, a bomb is on each boat, and these are a prisoner boat, and this are a normal citizen boat. And then there's like, ooh hoo hoo kill a guy or there's a bomb in the hospital. Like, there's a lot of bombs in this movie <laughs> is all I'm saying. And then to top it off, there's a lot of bombs in the next one. Right. And to top it off, it was a bomb and Batman Begins.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just
0: saying, when you watch these movies back to back to back, you have noticed that maybe as a trilogy, it's not as consistent as we would like to imagine it.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, although I will say, like, for the Dark Knight, like, you know, there is a bunch of Saw-like traps, but, like, it was basically, you know, Batman, you know, making choices. Like, you know, like fucking Dr. Octopus did that in Spider-Man 2 um, a couple of times um, with, like, ma- forcing the hero to choose. I just don't think we'd seen it on a level like the Dark Knight, which is why I think it worked so well. Um, however, uh, there, there, are a lot of bombs and I think they're more, uh, well, actually, I don't know, like, would you probably would have made sense if there were less bombs in the dark night and more bombs in the dark night rises was just how that plot is, uh, Like set up, yeah. (laughs) Like they, I think they could have
0: bombs in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, think about it. They they have to lure all the police to the (laughs) football stadium. Well, no, to that other thing. Yeah, and they blow it up and (laughs) trap them, and then they blow up the football stadium, and then the whole plan is to nuke Gotham. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah. I just can't
0: believe how many times Nolan sat down to write. It was like. (laughs) it's a bomb (laughs) get this it's a bomb well he wrote it with somebody didn't he with his brother he wrote it well david s goyer helped him with all the story stories right and then jonathan
1: Um, nolan also wrote yeah christopher jonathan he co-wrote
0: the screenplay yeah um but yeah yeah no I, i think they're fine screenplay writers like i think that's the thing about all of this that works is like as um convoluted as the movie can be and contrived to mm-hmm. like the the themes in the dark knight just like really sell it and that's the thing is like rachel is a plot device but you know the plot that is set in motion from that plot device is pretty good you know mm-hmm. like seeing you know batman grieve and You know, uh, Harvey like corrupted, and you know everyone upset about it. Like it's it's great entertainment, you know. And I think criticisms of it are just so people know in the future, you know, like we can have these emotional stakes and fix some of the problems of the past. Like if we don't ever acknowledge some of the problems in our favorite media, like how are we gonna get media that's even better? One, mm-hmm. hit, you know, yeah, uh, for sure. So yeah, I think I think there are some chinks in the hockey pads of the Dark Knight, you know. But I do mm-hmm. I love this movie absolutely. I, I think it's a five star fucking film. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: hard to deny
0: its goaded
1: status, honestly. Even with its little, like you said, its little flaws.
0: I think um, I, I think like 90% of that is Heath Ledger. Like my god, he he has a sore back from the Oh yeah. movie.
1: Like yeah. Uh, it's it's like almost unimaginable how fucking of a beh- like what's the right word? Like you get like everybody talks about it, but if you like actually like you said, like you know, you go back and like rewatch it and just watch him, it is just you can't almost can't believe your eyes, <laughs> like just how he steals absolutely every scene and is doing something that we only dreamed of that the could that somebody could bring to the character of the Joker, um, and it was fucking amazing, and he is sorely missed.
0: Yeah, man. Oh my gosh. I mean, I just I all the time think about another world where. You know, he he got to live and see just, like, how positive the reaction to his performance was, you know, and, and grow from that. Like, I know he was probably in a really dark place when he went, so it's just, like, so sad to think about, you know, just how instantly beloved his performance was. And, I mean, it's just, it's something that no one ever, like critiques you know even though there's some stuff you could like zero in on like oh my gosh he sure does lick his lips a lot like (laughs) no one did that with this movie you know everyone was like this is fucking awesome it's it it made his performance made pg-13 feel like R. yeah
1: yeah it definitely did it it brought a whole another level of weight to the to the film and to the character it's Oh, it's absolutely amazing. Love it. But now let's
0: talk about the black sheep. The black sheep. That's not what it's called.
1: <laughs> no, that's not what it's called. It's called uh it's called Dark Knight Rises. Um Yeah. What what well, you've uh, you've uh you rewatched it. What is what initially what's what are you thinking?
0: um i i actually like i love it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like i i think of it so fondly like in my head i just think of that like last scene with joseph gordon levitt in like the Vat cave and stuff and it's all open-ended and sweet and i don't know i get warm feelings about this movie because i think that it's one of those rare instances where like the action blockbuster trilogy like got to wrap up in actually kind of a sweet way you mm-hmm. know so it's it's refreshing to think about that but the movie itself is a goddamn mess i yeah <laughs> like coming from the dark knight to the dark knight rises has got to be one of the strangest like sharp dips in history you know like right. you go from like a 10 To a six, real quick. And it's apparent from the beginning. I don't know how to describe it, other than. Well, not from the immediate beginning, because the the plain shit is awesome. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. For sure. But, like, I would say, even the way, like, the shot of Gordon talking at Harvey Dent's funeral, and even the speech itself, there's just something off right off (laughs) the bat. (laughs) No pun intended. But (laughs) it's like. it just it doesn't feel the same and it never reaches the dark knight's heights which is why i think it's such a strange experience when you watch it in quick succession with the other movies i think it's definitely best enjoyed when you haven't seen either of the like any of the movies in a while and you're like i feel like watching the dark knight rises like that's the best context because then you can remember all the stuff in the past like fondly and incorporate it into this movie, and you don't have to stare the literal masterwork of the Dark Knight in the face and then look at this, you know?
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind. Of, it's kind of a ridiculous mess. Um, just like, well, I mean, okay. So I don't want to like dog on it immediately. I will say. I think the character of Bane, I think Nolan's Bane is really good um, because not necessarily his like arc in the movie. I think his character kind of gets fucked over in the last act. But in general, yeah. Bane was seen in like the incorrect light for the longest time because of fucking Joel Schumacher's abysmal Batman and Robin because he was just like this mindless like big oaf that would just beat the shit out of people. And he's actually in the comics and the video games in the animated series. He's very, very intelligent and he's one of the only villains to learn Batman's true identity. And so I feel like showcasing his brute strength while also showcasing his, you know, high level of intelligence in just like the opening minutes of the movie with that plane sequence. Um, was awesome. I was like, ah, yes, he, he gets it. He's got it right here. And then the voice is iconic too. Tom Hardy is, is awesome. And the mask he even wears while it looks nothing remotely like any of the masks that Bane has ever wore in the comics. It's still kind of dope. Um, and obviously Nolan knows how to do spectacle. This film is fucking awesome to watch. Um, just like, you know, watch everything happen. and, and, um, the the kind of like shots he gets uh or just like the the action set pieces mainly like you know there's like certain sequences um in Gotham that are just like so like grand like i'm thinking right now of the of the part where they take uh um i can't remember which character it is but it's scarecrow's court uh and i think it's it's jim yeah. gordon and they're walking out on the ice i remember there's this like like Uh, A wide shot of like them Walking out of the ice like under the Under this bridge in the middle of Gotham City it's just really cool um, That he can bring that level of like Spectacle to like every Like every part of the movie Um and it's it's really It does a really good job at that Um but it kind of sucks I think My main problem with The Dark Knight Rises Is it's It's I think it's the hardest plot to follow Out of all three of them just because if just like it it like really fucks it up at the end of the second act going into the third act. I think the third act is the worst part about this movie. Um for me.
0: Yeah. I I I would, I would I'd agree the the Gotham Winter stuff just isn't all that great. Yeah. Um you know, the way that we handle bane in the third act uh kind of stupid mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i i think this is the worst twist villain of any movie ever talia al Ghul gets yeah. like no time to do anything and it's also just like it's way too late in the game for that shit yeah you know, maybe like an hour 40 into the movie we're surprised But we've got twenty minutes left. Are are we really doing this right now?
1: Yeah, it's kind of. It's uh, also the character of Talia Al Ghul is killing. No, like, oh my god, no, they fucked it up. They fucked it up. I don't care. Like, I know it's like, oh, this is Nolan's. I don't care. That's just. It's just bad writing in general. Just to have that twist at the very end when we have. You know, we didn't even know that Rachel al had a daughter like at all until the last 20 minutes,
0: <laughs> which is why it's so bad. Yeah, it, it, like you can tell it's Nolan being like, aha, I tricked you. I'm staying comic book accurate, but it's like we don't care that Bane's not Ra's al Ghul's kid. Like, I don't feel like anyone was particularly like
1: upset about it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like, I don't know. I think everyone was like, oh, okay, cool. Because Bane's not, like, a beloved character for, like, his origins or anything. He's mm-hmm. just a cool brute, you know? Mm-hmm. And in, that's the vibe he gives in this movie. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think the strongest aspect of this movie is, like, the fun elements that they add in. Like, Anne Hathaway as Catwoman is great. I really love... Um, that character in this movie i think she's a great addition to this universe and i still and i think it's like you get to have that fun of the older batman eras without getting like too silly Mm -hmm. you know yeah like i dig it i i think it's silly how she gets like a suit like his and stuff but like yeah it, it looks cool um, and also, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's really charming in this movie. I just really mm-hmm. like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, so maybe Same. it's bias. Um, but I thought, like, oh, that's dope, and I I just really like the way they do it, you know. And he's set up to take over in the ending. I think the last like five minutes of this movie are so nice, you know. Yes. They're just so really. It's like a warm hug from a blockbuster movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. For
1: sure. It's
0: uh, Michael Caine tears could like bring back a puppy, you know. Right, That's right.
1: I I, uh, I also heard the same thing.
0: I think. Can you do what? Sorry. Can you do your best Michael Caine impression right now?
1: I am an actor, <laughs> and I have just killed. Come the frog. <gasps>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I once saw A little boy With a tangerine And Then one day He had A diamond
1: <laughs> We burned the whole forest down <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell Fucking now! Sorry There is a There is a point you're about to make you know? Uh,
1: I don't I mean shit I don't know Oh, the there's the more ending. bombs
0: in the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. There's uh, yeah
1: there's lots more bombs. The ending though is great. Um, the auto, it's really confusing how he flies the thing out, and then it's like, oh, it did have an autopilot oh, feature. That
0: part's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's like I hate that shit. It's like
1: why would you show him flying it, and then like what? Like I know Nolan messes with like time in editing, but like. That just didn't make any fucking sense, and it was kind of dumb. And I was like, "What the fuck is this?" But I mean, I, I mean, it's I get just, it. Like the the general, like the the what he was trying to get at is good. The execution, not so good.
0: <laughs> I just can't believe like we're having that kind of like bait and switch, and then like undoing it three minutes later like why even do it <laughs> why yeah. film like a Batman emotional death scene if as like an audience gotcha if you're not even gonna hold to it for like more than a fucking yeah like, 10 minute period
1: well I, honestly I'd take it any day just to get that amazing last like 20 seconds of the film like
0: <laughs> oh yeah Alfred and yeah, looking at each other. That's sweet. Yeah. I do like Alfred and all of them. Michael Caine is
1: the best fucking Alfred ever, I swear to God. He was perfectly cast.
0: Mm hmm. No weaknesses there. And Morgan Freeman is a great Lucius.
1: Mm hmm. I agree. Um, Oh, yeah. Also, Gary Oldman as fucking. Uh, Jim Gordon Mm -hmm. Like holy shit That's classic
0: That yeah That kid's goaded on the sauce He is
1: goaded on the motherfucking sauce my man I
0: love Gary Oldman so much He deserves a warm hug He does He deserves everything I love Gary Oldman Is he problematic somehow? I hope he's not
1: No Gary Oldman is literally He's not problematic at all bro He's just an actor That's doing what he awesome. does best, man.
0: I'm sorry, I'm eating a Kit Kat now.
1: I I could tell you're eating something. That's okay.
0: I just really love it, man. It's really good.
1: Oh yeah. Did you know that Gary Oldman got I- fucking uh, nicotine poisoning in Darkest Hour, playing Winston Churchill, because he had to smoke cigars. No. Yeah, he had to chain-smoke cigars. Which, by the way, he was very, very, very fucking good in Darkest Hour. um, But he literally had to fucking chain-smoke the cigars that Winston Churchill... And he got really bad nicotine poisoning. So... During shooting. but That's a pretty good movie, too. It's just kind of slow. It's just literally Winston Churchill talking to his peers and everything and trying to make a decision on like dunkirk for the longest time
0: isn't um isn't it kind of funny how uh gary oldman and christian bale are kind of in the same phase of their careers right now which is desperately trying to win best actor um by playing characters that require a lot of prestiges
1: (laughs) Mm, yeah yeah what was the last thing christian bale did oh ford v ferrari
0: Oh. Yeah, but I guess I was thinking more about Vice, like how he put on like all that weight for Vice. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, Vice. Uh, fucking Adam McKay. Uh, I fucking... Dude, the I Adam stopped McKay, watching Vice. Is the Adam
0: McKay Batman trilogy going to happen?
1: Mm, if they have a fucking Adam McKay Batman trilogy, I'll probably... I'll probably fall over dead I'm not, I'm not gonna lie <laughs>
0: With excitement
1: With uh, With uh, ire That's It could the be
0: like Leonardo DiCaprio Is Batman I'd rather not Steve I'd, Carell is like wearing like Heavy makeup too
1: I'd rather than not <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence Catwoman
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I think uh I think this newest casting of Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman is is pretty good. Oh
0: my god, that's such good casting. Yeah. I I'm so excited to see that. Same. Um just the casting on the Batman Alone is just amazing.
1: Oh right yeah. Now. Yeah. Uh I can also
0: avoid. sorry we never put a put a little bow on our dark knight trilogy conversation. It's just like they they're always going to be remembered fondly, you know, yeah. and I think that uh it's just a little bit silly to call that whole trilogy like the best movies of all time and like to see IMDb ratings for Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins put them in like the top 250 movies of all time is a bit um, Yeah, so that's
1: yeah that is a bit silly i would i would put the dark knight up there but i wouldn't put the other two um but yeah like as a whole trilogy there listen there have been worse trilogies of and there have been way 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 worse like superhero trilogies and uh as far as trilogies go, this one's pretty fucking good,
0: despite the flaws. This is my favorite superhero trilogy, to be honest. Like, yeah, you know, I I rewatched the Spider-Man trilogy, and like Raimi's trilogy is great. Um, I just I I don't know. I have a soft spot for these for these Nolan movies, regardless yeah. of like all these flaws that I'm noticing. I take them less seriously as movies, but I love them personally. You know.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I uh, I agree. It's, they're great. They're great. I don't think they're overrated. I really no. don't. I think some people overrate them, but in general, I don't think they're overrated. I think we pretty much recognize their flaws and their strengths, and they're good.
0: I like them. I'm gonna sneeze. Maybe. Okay. <coughs> uh, sorry. I have the gift of prophecy. I just knew. I was going to. Oh, nice. Somehow.
1: Well, um, I'm getting a call. Oh my god. Dude, you will never believe who's calling me right now.
0: Who is freaking calling right now? My
1: brother from Germany.
0: Oh. Put him on. Put him on the phone. Put him speaker. Here, 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 here. Hold on. All right. Hello. Hello, are you the are you the evil twin? Ja, bin ich. Uh, o zum Teufel ist gassi.
1: I'm I'm here, bro. I'm uh, I'm with my yeah, friend uh here. Isaac. We're doing a podcast, man. Wie weiß nickt, wer dieser Isaac ist. Aber ich komme her runter, um ein paar Dingen in Amerika
0: zu tun. He uh hey, don't try are you are you setting up to murder anyone anytime soon?
1: Yeah, we've we've been hearing you're gonna are you setting that up? Saki did nixt and vinik
0: es dir sagen
1: wurde, wurdest du immach niktin immense umfang und die macht minabosen vision westen de schrecken de see und their familyan werden sin ukrapre dusta un action when man nur
0: daran tanked. Oh no, he, he's totally setting that up. That's that's yeah. No good. Let,
1: dude, he's told. He's saying it like he's not setting it. up He's definitely setting up a murder.
0: Nine. Oh, nine. I guess, I guess we'll have to find out about it in the sequel. Isn't that? Isn't that right, oh,
1: Yeah. Oh, he hung up. Oh, oh shit. That's concerning.